This week on Baby Quest, it's Squid's cardiac reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Baby Quest. My name is Mike. And I'm Leah. Hi, Leah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. This is the second time we've said all this. Yeah. the first time <laughs> it, it wasn't was, working. It was not, the settings were not correct. I'm a little hungry. Yeah, you mentioned that like 30 seconds ago. Why are you so hungry, though? I didn't eat enough at dinner. But it's after dinner right now. I, I know, but I didn't eat enough. I need more. Why didn't you eat enough at uh, dinner? Because I ate as much as my belly wanted. Okay. Well, now hurry my up. Belly wants more. Let's hurry up and record this freaking podcast, and then so you can go eat. Feed yeah. That baby. Yeah. Eating for two. Mm-hmm. Sure am. Yeah. So our big news this week. Yeah. Our big event that happened this week. Right. Let's get right into it. So on Tuesday, which was yesterday. Doesn't matter. I had. Or Squid had. I mean, I had to be there because, like, I am the vessel. Anyways, a fetal echocardiogram. So this is an ultrasound focused specifically on the heart and looking at all the structures of the heart. And they did not find any cardiac defects. What? Yeah. Like, a little surprised, honestly. I mean, I just bit into this cake, and it's red, and I was wondering what that meant. (laughs) So, I guess it's not like, oh, done and dusted, she doesn't have a heart defect. The cardiologist, or the pediatric cardiologist from Chio, who I spoke to after my ultrasound, uh, wants me to come back around 31 weeks of pregnancy to do this ultrasound again because there are a couple of heart defects that develop in the third trimester. One of them is pulmonary stenosis, which is the heart defect that I have. And the other is uh, a thickening of the heart muscle, lining, walls. Lining. Not sure. One of those words. And so she wants to do another ultrasound then to check and see what it looks like. Yeah. And based on how that ultrasound goes, will determine where I deliver. So going back like five minutes ago, what you're talking about. Sorry. Basically, we got the best news that we could have got. Yeah. Which is that everything looks great. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to think that there is anything wrong. Right. And based on everything they've seen in all ultrasounds, everything looks amazing. Yeah, despite having Noonan's. And it is it is Noonan syndrome, but I can't say she has Noonan. It's Noonan's, like, yeah. possessive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's that's just, how we've always said it. Yeah, I've always said it. I can't not say Noonan's. <laughs> yeah, so good news. Yeah, very good news. She and was a very wiggly little girl in the ultrasound because of all the sour candy you I were did not eating eat. during the ultrasound no, i didn't no 
No, she's just wiggly. I don't know. Like, so there was an ultrasound tech and a maternal fetal medicine fellow who were doing the ultrasound. And they both commented multiple times about how she just kept moving away from them. And they were, like, chasing her to, like, get images. Which I'm sure is very helpful <laughs> when you're trying to look at a, a fetal heart <laughs> inside of another person. And you're going two people deep to try to examine one specific thing. And they also commented that, like, they could feel her kicking and moving. Like, their arm would be resting on my belly while they're doing the ultrasound. And they were like, I felt that. Well, of course you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. So they were very impressed. Yeah. At her power. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to go back. And by we, I mean only you. I'm not invited to these at all. Right. And in, in like in 10 third... weeks, which is end of January. Yeah. And the two things that you mentioned, I think, are two of the most common heart defects associated with Noonan syndrome, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Pulmonary stenosis is like the m main one. Like, I think that's the most common heart defect. Yeah. And that could still pop up. Yeah. And obviously, based on how it looks, plans will be made for when and how and if that would be fixed. But for example, right. with yours, your surgery was at, you were two and a half years old or something, right? Yeah. And it was the 80s, and it was just anything goes. It wasn't goes. the 80s. Nobody knew anything about science. It was 1990. Excuse me. Actually, January 1st, 1990. Fun, no, actually, fun fact. So my surgery was on May 22nd, 1990. And on June 1st, Canada declared that all blood, so like any blood donations that were being used for transfusions was declared clean so that like they had gone through the process to make sure that you know before that I guess like screening wasn't as diligent as it is now screening for like hepatitis and HIV and like those sorts of things so when I was a child I had to have an HIV test because I had received blood transfusions before June 1st, 1990. That's fun. That is a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, clear. So far, so good. Yeah. So we won't have to deal with that. No, we won't have to deal with that. From what I understand, these surgeries are done much better now, and they can even... Uh, can, can fixing a pulmonary stenosis be done without actually having... Open heart surgery. I think that is one of done... the surgeries. <laughs> yeah. The so, oh, yes, they do it through a catheter in your groin. So, I actually had not this, I had another surgery before my open heart surgery where they insert a balloon through a catheter. Uh, and there's a vein that goes like from your groin all the way up to your heart. Or an artery, a vein, an artery. I'm not sure. Anyways, it goes all the way up to your heart. So they like insert this balloon in a catheter. And then when it gets to the valve, they inflate the balloon. And the hope is that by inflating the balloon, they like reset the pulmonary valve and get it to start opening and closing properly like it should. 
I'm now, just, which, that surgery did not work for me. Do you but, know which doctor, like what kind of doctor you have to be to be on the other end of that? Like uh, the other end of the straw blowing into the... <laughs> <laughs> so the, now they are doing valve replacement surgeries with a similar technique. So through, again, through the vein in your groin and they like thread it up you can say artery artery i don't know um thread it up and then insert the artificial valve which is pretty neat now that type of surgery wouldn't work for me i've already discussed this with my cardiologist because when it started being talked about in the media i was like oh this is great i might not have to have open heart surgery again and It's only done, I believe, with artificial valves. So, and I'm not a candidate or a good candidate for having an artificial valve. So, it's not an option for me. Yeah, so we were talking about baby stuff, but then you do still need to have heart surgery someday because... Yeah. Like I was saying, it was the early 1980s. It's the 1990s, Jesus. And they just went in there... And they removed some valves, and they're like, I don't know. It's whooshing around. Is that good? We'll close it up and see. I mean, it was pretty... One valve short of a chamber, I think. Yeah, it was a pretty, like, experimental surgery at the time. Like, Mm -hmm. not a lot of doctors were doing this. And to the point that I've had, like, multiple medical professionals of varying degrees like kind of question me on the fact that I don't have my pulmonary valve. I've had ultrasound techs when I've been getting ultrasounds done on my heart question me and be like, that's not possible. You have to have one. And then they do the ultrasound and they're like, you really don't have one. And I'm like, yeah, I'm aware. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not making stuff up. Yeah. So it was like a, a weird thing for them to do back then. Yeah. But anyway... Even better now, probably. Mm-hmm. And pulmonary stenosis, not typically a life-threatening or life-ruining thing. No. Like, you've been able to do all the sports you want. Yes. You've just chosen not to. <laughs> yeah. I, but that was I, by I was choice. I was not gifted the athletic gene. But it wasn't, I was never put under, like, limitations. Yeah. So that's one thing. Which is uh, good. One thing that I know less about is the other yeah. likely candidate of having thickening of the, the lining or the wall. Yeah, that that I don't know much about either. I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the a National Post article about Noonan's and there was the kid that looked exactly <laughs> like Leah. Right. And we all thought that was weird and funny. That article was actually about this amazing new treatment for specifically that for like the worst cases of the thickest linings right kind of situation there's a cool new treatment but i actually don't know a whole lot about it and this as a reminder this is still not a medical no. podcast <laughs> neither of us are medical doctors no or any doctor well no <laughs> So yeah, on that front, everything so far so good. Everything's looking great. We got the best possible news. We're very happy and excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so far she's got Noonan's with zero of the symptoms. Right. 
Low set ears, unsure, to be determined. We'll see. I'm still saying she has my nose. That's not one of the symptoms of Noonan's, but... So, yeah. Next, uh, we've got an appointment coming up in a few weeks. Just another yeah. checkup, but no other no other big exciting things to, to no. talk about, really. We're kind of entering this, like, stage of, you know, you just kind of coast through until they start really discussing when I'm going to deliver. We're just cruising to the finish line here. <laughs> We're in the safe zone. No, I mean, don't say things like that. nothing can happen. <laughs> don't say things like that. <laughs> One thing I've been thinking about with regards to um, being afraid of death and stuff is I'm, I love how active Squid is and how much she moves around and it's so funny and I can feel her so early and it's great and I love it and she's like she's got this too you know (laughs) but the thing is I'm like careful with that cord in there making me a little nervous not so much that again this is another I guess a mindfulness thing where you have to realize you're having these kinds of thoughts and right, yeah, how not productive they are. But it's definitely, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about or that keeps popping up for me. Mm. It's like, I... Okay, maybe just like chill a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, or I do like lots of kicks, maybe not a lot of flips. I don't know if that would help or make a difference. <laughs> it's hard for me to say on the outside here, but yeah, it's one of those things that pops up for me yeah i do and the the last thing i want to do though is associate our baby movement with like anything negative obviously because i love feeling like it's amazing when i can feel her right and it's so much fun and it's so good it's more in like the dark times when those kinds of i think it's when i like I make a face or like i am like oh that was a really big one that you're like If I'm just like, oh, she's kind of moving, you're like, oh, that's fine. And then when I comment about, like, how big that movement felt, then you get a little, like, uh. No, I think I just make that face because I know that I'm going to have to hear you commenting about that more and more for the next, like, seven months or whatever is left. You have to stop saying, this is Mike's new thing. He keeps referring to the fact that my pregnancy is going to be (laughs) seven more months. And... March is a long ways away. all the partners out there who you're, you are not the person who is carrying the child. Mm. May I recommend that you not extend the gestation of like how long that baby's going to be inside your partner because they might suffocate you with a pillow at night. Mm. Maybe. We haven't got there yet. Hasn't happened yet, but who knows? But yeah, it seems like every time she moves, you're like, oh. Well, because she nails me in the cervix a lot. I know. I just feel like it's going to get so much worse before it gets better, though. (laughs) So I'm not allowed to comment on it because it's going to get worse? That's literally the opposite of everything we've ever talked about. Yeah. No. It is. I'm allowed to comment on the fact that it's happening. <laughs> I know you're allowed. Well. I just worry for you. You should. Your, in, your insides are just going to be mush. Yeah. She's going to pound them. Yeah. She's doing like a rocky training montage in there. 
Yeah, something. I don't know. Chasing a chicken around. <laughs> so that's the squid update. Right. Yeah. There's been some, like, big news in the loss community. Yeah, in the news community. Well, that Some high-profile baby losses. Yes. That both week. came out today. So I'm... I'm going to assume that most people have heard about this already, but uh, Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex, Mm -hmm. wife to Prince Harry, Mm -hmm. wrote an article for the New York Times in which she revealed that she had a miscarriage in July. Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time that a member of the royal family has revealed this type of information. I think it's generally... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if other royals have experienced it, but it's not normally something that they talk about. And right. I think it was a little... I, I imagine that the royal family probably wasn't very happy that she did this it's okay they abdicated or whatever and moved to colorado (laughs) california and they didn't abdicate yeah they abdicated from princehood no anyway princesshood okay hang on i'm a real everyone knows i'm a real crown head love love the crown watch that show no no things from that show you talk about the royals, but maybe everyone listening doesn't know who the hell these people are. Uh, so this is the queen's so Prince, grandson. Yes, Prince Harry is the queen's grandson. His brother is Prince William, who is currently second in line to the, or third in line, second in line to the throne. His father is Prince Charles. Are you first in line? I think... <laughs> I think Charles, I'm going to assume, this is my interpretation, yeah. Charles is first in line because, like, you know, he's after the queen. Okay, well, he, that doesn't make him second? So then Prince William is second in line. Okay. I maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? This is just my interpretation. I would have thought you'd know this. And then he married, Prince Harry married Meghan Markle Yeah. in 2018. They have one child already named Archie, who was born in 2019. Mm. So this is her second child. And yeah. Yeah. So I read the New York Times article and it was nice. It was pretty good. It was mostly... So the theme of the article is like, it's such a powerful thing to ask someone if they're okay. Which... Sure. I get the like showing compassion for other people and... It, it is a good thing to ask if you're really ready to listen. It's not. Well, and I. Th- it's not what most people. No, and do. I think but that's, that's the, maybe that's what her. Like, I haven't read the article, but I think that maybe that w- that was her intention is yeah, that. Yeah, that's like, kind of the thesis. We have to be more mindful and intentional when we're talking to people and mm-hmm. ask them how they're doing and really want to know. Yeah. that response and not just want to hear oh i'm fine thanks how are you right, right 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 definitely for sure for sure if you want a lot of uh details or her thoughts about child loss and grief they're not really there in the article it's pretty light on that stuff hmm. a lot of it is about 
how much 2020 sucks and everything's kind of bad and we all should be good to each other. Yeah. That's really sort of what it's about. I did see a quote um, of her describing her time in the hospital, you know, holding her husband's hand and they were both crying and that was the moment that she looked at him and said, are you okay? And she kind of described that as the moment of like starting their healing journey. Mm. Yeah. And that's a nice thing. Yeah. She also, in the article, I'll quote here, some have bravely shared their stories. They've opened the door knowing that when one person speaks truth, it gives license for all of us to do the same. You're welcome. <laughs> she is thanking us. Indirectly? Directly, I think. Mm. She didn't, you know, thank Baby Quest. We have listeners in Colorado. They're not in <laughs> Colorado. Well, still. They're in California. I know it's another sea state, but it's like a very different one. But regarding the uh, the whole asking if someone is okay, it's she goes on to say, in being invited to share our pain, together we take the first steps toward healing. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I think that we have found very true being able to talk about it and just, or being forced to talk about it yes really has helped yeah move us along in the right directions for a lot of things yeah i mean that's what our bereavement groups were right like, oh yeah well, yeah exactly yeah i think it's good so i think it's good so i ask you the listeners are you okay I think everyone's answering right now. Okay. okay. Everyone's talking to their podcast apps. Okay, we could maybe, you know, ask people to, like, send us email. No, I don't care. Michael. Oh, yeah, that's what she said not to do. And then there was another public announcement from somebody today. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Christina Perry, which I know her as the person who sang Thousand Years in the Twilight movies the song in the twilight movies mm-hmm. she's um, not in the movies no she just sings the song right. um she's on the soundtrack yes okay okay i'm not sure what other work she has done honestly but that's how i know her uh so she had a post today that her daughter was stillborn which again i think like great that she was willing to share that mm-hmm so this is not a person whose work I am familiar with either. I mean, I played you the song, you know, the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did play me the song, and I think I've heard that song before, probably. <laughs> you informed me that it was everybody's wedding song. It was a very popular song to have in your wedding so, somewhere in the, like, last 10 years. My first observation about that song was that it is about vampire <laughs> stuff, though. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, fitting yeah. for the movie that gonna, it's in. Well, yeah, I'm going to, like, cool, we're going to be in love for a thousand years. Like, literally, bite me, please. Stuff like that. It doesn't say bite me, please in the song. I think she says bite me, please. It doesn't. So what else can you tell me about her story? I mean, I don't know a lot. I looked at her Instagram post, and she said that her daughter was born still, and she didn't really... That was as much as she provided, basically. Hmm. So, you know. But still, like, a 
I think a big thing for somebody who is a public figure of sorts to yeah. be revealing. Arguably reaching an even wider audience than this podcast, probably. Probably. Possibly. She might have a few more followers than we do. Unsure, but possibly. Check the numbers. I mean, it's I've, probably I've heard close. of me. Right. And I've heard of you. Yeah. So it's close. Anyway. Yeah. So all of our good vibes go out to those folks who are sharing their stories and spreading their. Yeah. Spreading their awareness. <laughs> spreading awareness. Well, their I mean, own awareness. They're spreading their consciousness into our brains and minds. And the one. I mean, I've seen this quote a couple of times. Because, of course, whenever somebody in the public eye, re like, does a post like this, reveals this type of information, there's always the trolls <laughs> that say awful things to them and say that they shouldn't be sharing it and, you know, whatever else. But the quote I saw from somebody today was, you know, those people aren't going to see your negative comment, but your friend who has gone through this or something similar, will see it. And how is that going to affect them? Which I was like, that's like a really good point. You know? I just liked, I saw it and I liked it and I thought I would share. Sure. So to all the trolls listening, <laughs> really something to think about tonight. Well, I mean. No, no, no. I, I've seen the demographics of our podcast. It's like 50% <laughs> trolls. <laughs> No, not that I think. So that's another life hack from Leah. When you're posting mean things to celebrities know that who have your lost friends, children. Well, or anything. Or anything. You know, it doesn't have to just be about child loss. It could be you see a post. And... <laughs> any, any mean celebrity things. Yeah. Great. I just... All right. I think we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? I'm hungry. Oh, yeah. I forgot. All right, Leah has to go eat now, so we're going to wrap up the pod. Yeah. Thank you again for listening to our little podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We love you. And it's, can you believe it's Christmas already? Oof, not yet. Oh no, what happened? She kicked or moved or something, and it was, it just caught me by surprise. Mm. It just catches you off guard sometimes. Yeah. It's not Christmas yet. It's weird that Americans have Thanksgiving right in the middle of Christmas, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Like, so as you, Canadians, you, we, stack think, them up like we think this is very odd that you have, that Americans have Thanksgiving at the end of November and then literally less than a month mm. have Christmas. Like, it's too much. Why? At least this year you don't have to see your families twice. But, or your in-laws probably. But normally. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And like, what? Do you really enjoy eating turkey? I think Americans should adopt real Thanksgiving. That close which together? Which happens in October. Yes, it'd be a better idea. Do you really enjoy eating turkey that close together? Like two big turkey dinners? Yeah, that two big turkey dinners. Although like, I don't know. Or if you're like me, two big vegetable dinners. <laughs> it just so odd and then like some some americans already have their christmas tree up so you have your christmas tree up while you're having thanksgiving dinner like let's Seems call it let's, let's call it what it is pre-christmas come yeah, on yeah like is it just a test run like you test out all the new recipes at thanksgiving to see if they work you're not fooling anybody or if they need to be tweaked before christmas this is just christmas part one nice try 
Do you eat turkey at both dinners? Or is one a ham dinner and one a turkey dinner? Hmm. Or like roast beef at one and turkey at one? Like this is, these are the questions I have. Yeah, it's a mystery. No way of knowing. No, I have no idea. So feel free to come say hi to us on Instagram at babyquestpod. That's right now the only place anyone gets in touch with us. So feel free to keep doing that. That's great. We like it. We enjoy it. Yeah, Leah, Leah looks at that and then she reads it to me. So it's great. Yeah, and... This will come out on Monday, so happy Cyber Monday, everybody. <laughs> oh, boy. Happy Cyber Monday. Go get that Baby Quest merch. There's Big no discounts. merch. There's no merch. What about the t-shirt uh, with my face on it? There's no merch. That says... Love you, bye. Oh, no, that would, that's what our real merch would be. <laughs> I was trying to think of something stupid, like me being mean to you or something. <laughs> Great. All right, and don't forget to use the coupon code BIOSEXREVEALPARTY. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody that we don't have merch. Yet. Send, tell us on Instagram what oh, merch boy. you would want to buy and how much you would pay, and, uh, and we'll send you our, our PayPal address, and I'll, I'll go to Michael's and I'll buy some fabric markers, and I'll make up the merch. It'll be great. All right. I love you. Bye.